listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's get to tight ends real quick before we close out the show. Travis Kelsey at number one, no surprise there. Mark Andrews at number two Yep, against Denver. Uh, TJ Hawkinson at three. You know, at this point, like, these guys are just kind of, these are, these three guys are going to be the top three guys all season long. That was what um, I was just about to ask you. I was like, do you think these guys are locked in as the top three for pretty much, further notice? Like, pretty much. You know, unless yeah. Hawkinson has, like, this ridiculously good matchup, I might put him over Andrews, um, mm-hmm. you know, certain weeks. But for the most part, this is how it's going to be locked in regardless of matchup. Yeah. I think that is, you know, pretty much a bonafide top three. The Vikings are the only team that traded for a player. And they're using him how they, you know, should <laughs> after trading for him. If you add him, if you go out of your way to add him at the deadline, you know, you're going to use him. Naeem Hines, not doing it. Um, Chase Edmonds, not getting usage over in Denver, but that's a whole different story. Just TJ Hawkinson has been a revelation at the tight end position for fantasy football. He looks much better in, in the, you know, Vikings purple than he did in the Lions because they weren't using him over in Detroit. Hawkinson's target share went down just one week, but I, I, I don't, I, I don't, care like i feel like yeah. it's just gonna pop right back up and you know Thielen had a good week last week but you know i think it's gonna go the back it's gonna go back the other way where it's hawkinson over Thielen. yeah um and then george kittle have him here at number four this is a good matchup for him against miami so that's why i moved him up over pat frymouth and dalton schultz uh and then i have pat frymouth at five uh dalton schultz at six frymouth has a little bit of a better matchup than dalton schultz so that's why i put him up there he's getting the target share um so I, I, you know, it's really close between Frymouth and Schultz. Schultz is, you know, it, it's a, it's a good matchup too for him. Like I'm not worried about it at all. But like these are like the top six that you can really depend on. Outside yeah. of this, it's a crapshoot. It's a complete crapshoot. I would add David Njoku into that if he didn't have the knee injury. I'd say you could. I agree. I agree. If he didn't I, have the knee injury, like I would, I would, I would agree. Yeah, that because that's. Pretty much it. I mean, Deshaun Watson, obviously, there's questions there. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, um, too. rest of season, David Njoku, I would put him there. If if he can come out of this injury, you know, problem again, which he's dealt with a little bit this season, I think he can kind of ascend to that tier. Because at this point, anybody can do that if they have, like, two straight good weeks. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I, I think Dalton Schultz is fine. The only thing that worries me a little bit about Dalton Schultz moving forward is that Dallas is running four tight end sets, like, a lot now suddenly you know <laughs> they're running four tight ends it makes no sense but it's working too they have two good tight ends behind him that have actually been contributing did you see jake ferguson hurdle that guy on thanksgiving like come on no it's I, true i mean yeah schultz's route participation has gone down each of the last two weeks so that's something i'm concerned about the target share has gone down as well each of the last two weeks so yeah something to be concerned about that's not going away for frymouth um yeah and that's another reason to have him over Schultz this week. Mm-hmm. Just just something to keep an eye on moving forward. I think Dalton yeah. Schultz is still the best tight end they have there. And Dak is obviously looking for him a lot. But we'll see how things you know change moving forward. Because, like I said, they didn't run that four tight end set a lot until the last two weeks. So we'll see how things go there. Uh, David Njoku at seven. Uh, hopefully that knee injury is fine. That new knee, new, that new knee injury that Kevin Stefanski is talking about. Hopefully he'll be okay, and yep. we'll see how you know if Deshaun Watson likes to target him or not. Right, that's another thing to, to keep mm-hmm. in mind. It's Colt, def- one of the things we're watching for this week is just see how things go with Deshaun Watson. I, I mean, who does he target? You know, yeah, all that. Amari Cooper. You, you want to take a lot from it, but you don't because it's like it's just one week. Um, I think it's going to be a run heavy scheme that they're drawing up you know like i said to take pressure off Deshaun watson at the same time 
it's Houston. So that's what you want to run at. You want to run at the Houston defense. Um, but definitely want to see how the usage goes, you know, who gets targeted and who doesn't. Cole Komet at number eight here uh, against Green Bay. I think that Justin Fields is going to play this week. And, and if mm-hmm. he does play, you know, I'm, I'm cool, you know, rolling with Komet uh, this week. If he doesn't play, then I'm, I'm probably not going to start him. Yeah. You know, but who else are you going to start, right? It's like, it's tough. They got Gerald Everett at, at nine against Vegas. A couple of good tight ends have had good days against them. So I'm cool rolling, rolling him out. And then Foster Moreau against the Chargers. You had a couple of good tight ends play well against them and then not so good tight ends didn't do well. You know, this looks like a good matchup on paper. It might not be as good of a matchup as you think, but the good thing about Moreau at least is that he's running close to a, you know, a 100% route participation, which is, you can't say that for a lot of tight ends. So that's the good thing. So he'll be out there for every play, for every pass play. That's what you want. So hopefully, you know, if he, apparently Darren Waller is, can come back at some point. They don't know if he's going to come back uh, next week or not, but for now, I think you can start Moreau, uh, you know, as, as a solid tight end one. Yeah, I think that's what he's going to be. Like, the way the landscape is, that's what he will do for you. With Cole Komet, it is completely dependent on whether Justin Fields plays if I'm going to start him or not. That's all it is. You know, that's, like, night and day, especially with, you know, Darnell Mooney now and out. Um, Justin Fields was targeting Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet pretty much, you know, most consistently. And without Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet could be in line for more work if Justin Fields plays. And I think he's going to. So this is a fine ranking for me. Um, and Gerald Everett, I think it's a pretty good matchup. Like you said, it looks good. I, I think it really looks good. I'm tempted to move him up a little bit, Gerald Everett, maybe, but I'm just going to temper expectations for now because yeah, my, my only thing with Everett, matchups. yeah, he's been in good matchups, but he hasn't gotten done. Yeah. Right? And also, it's because his route participation is low, like 60% of route participation. He's not running around on most of these dropbacks. So, and and now it's apparently Justin Herbert likes a lot of these other wide receivers too, right? Mm-hmm. Palmer and DeAndre Carter and Eckler, you know, the Keenan, you know, so it's like. Where does Joel ever fit in that picture? Right, it's an unknown right now. He's having yeah. he's having some Debo syndrome right now. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much too many weapons around him. I'm gonna roll through these other tight ends quickly. Yeah, Tyler Higby. It all depends on whether he gets full practices this week or not. If he's questionable, I don't want to start him. But if he if he's good to go, if he gets some full practices in, I'm cool starting him. And I'm, I might even move him up a little bit. Great yeah. matchup against Seattle. Hayden Hurst against Kansas City. You know he's he's going to either get it done or not. Like It's like one of those situations where you never know. But he's running a high rap participation as well. Kansas City, good matchup, and also high-scoring game. So, you know, if you want, you can put Hurst in there. I, I, think, that, I think that Bengals-Chiefs game kind of falls into start-everybody territory. You know, that's, yeah. that's just me. I mean, even though Hayden Hurst, he's been, you know, relatively quiet at tight end, um, anybody's liable to catch a touchdown in those games that just go, you know, crazy. So I, I think that a touchdown is all you can ask for from a tight end at this point, and he has a pretty good chance of getting one if if he, you know, these offenses, you know, clash. I got Greg Dulcich at 13. He's running a high route participation, but he's just not getting the targets right now. He hasn't got it done over the last couple of weeks, even without Jerry Judy. So a little bit disappointing there. Tyler Conklin at 14. He's running around 70% route participation, uh, which is solid for a tight end. Uh, and against Minnesota, you know, maybe he can do something. Um yeah, but you, 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 he just hasn't got it done either. And with Mike White, maybe targets redistribute a little bit, but who knows? Evan Ingram at 15 against Detroit. Jawan Johnson against Tampa Bay. Hunter Henry, Dawson Knox at 18. Robert Tunyon and then Logan Thomas at 19 and 20. Right, and, and then I, 
Yeah. Who'd you move out of the 20 spot? Was it Jelani Woods? I moved out Jelani Woods because uh, Granson. Oh, Granson. Yeah. yeah Colin Granson okay. is going to play this week. If, yeah, Colin Granson is going to play this week. So I was going to say, if he doesn't, would Jelani Woods have any appeal to you? I guess he would if he was yeah, he would. 20. But yeah. He would. Yeah, he would. Uh, because, you know, he had nine targets last week, caught eight of them or whatever it was. So I, I'm, I'll be happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, like, you know, the, 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 the tight end landscape is so bleak that yeah. you know, anybody who can pop off a little bit, you know, would be intriguing. Was it was there always this bad with tight ends in fantasy? Like I feel like it wasn't a couple of years ago when obviously Travis Usually Kelsey it's was not around. this bad. Usually it's like you can get you can get like the top 10, 12 tight ends can give you like 10 points. Yeah. You know, on a like, per game basis. Back in the but day it's been bad when we had Travis Kelsey, we had Gronk, we had Delaney Walker running around and doing, you know, good game, having good games. Yeah. Um, well, also remember Ertz, you know, is out. Yep. You know, Goddard is out. That's that's you know, true. So, we have a few tight ends, top tight ends who are out, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I hear you. All right. That's going to do it for this show, guys. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, our Q&A show. So uh, since there's no trade shows anymore, what we did, we moved the shows up a little bit. And then on Fridays, we're going to be doing Q&A. Okay. So make sure you tune in noon Eastern time here on YouTube on the Upper Hand Fantasy YouTube channel. We're going to be going over questions. Just put your questions in the chat. You can use the super chat too if you want to, you know, uh, have your questions uh, preferred. Um, but yeah, we'll be answering a bunch of questions for like an hour. We'll be do- doing some underdog stuff as well, uh, letting you guys know what underdog plays that we love this weekend. And yeah, we'll see you guys there. It's all about you guys tomorrow. Take it easy. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. See ya. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 